This is Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole, with your host Sue Bushka from Bushka Retirement Solutions and Cole Bruner from Bushka Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Sue and Cole provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here with the financial information you need are Sue and Cole. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole. My name is Cole Bruner from Bushka Wealth Management, and as usual, I'm joined by my mom, Sue Bushka from Bushka Retirement Solutions, as well as our wonderful co-host, Tony Shore. Now, listeners out there, if at any point during the episode today you want to get a bit more information about what we're talking about, give us a call right away at 715-355-4445, or of course, you can visit our website, retirewithbushka.com. That's retirewithbuska.com. And while you're at the website, don't uh, forget to check out the radio and TV show pages. You can check out some of our past episodes there. You can also check out all sorts of information about the reports that we run for our clients, the process that you might go through if you come in for an initial uh, consultation, which again is, of course, no cost and no obligation whatsoever. And you can schedule that uh, uh, that consultation either in Wausau, Eau Claire, or virtually if you prefer. And again, you can do that by calling 715-355-4445 or retirewithbushka.com. Now, the Secure 2.0 Act, uh, which is, of course, a piece of legislation that was crafted with the goal of improving retirement savings options for Americans, including those with 401ks and 403bs, was signed into law by President Biden on December 29th of 2022. And as part of the broader Consolidated Appropriations Act of 2023. Now, the legislation piggybacks on the Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement Act, or SECURE Act, of 2019. And during today's show, we're going to discuss some of the SECURE 2.0 Act's highlights. Now, the information that we're going to share with you today comes from an Investopedia article entitled SECURE 2.0 Act of 2022. Uh, Just in case you want to review that article yourself, it is available at Investopedia.com. But before we dive headfirst into the SECURE, Secure 2.0 Act. Let's make sure to say hello to everyone here with us today. Sue and Tony. Tony, how are we doing this morning? Well, I'm doing great. Uh, at least I feel great. The listeners will have to forgive my voice. It's a little hoarse uh, and congested today. I, I guess I say I'm doing great, but, uh, you know, my voice is uh, is all that counts. So it's <laughs> not so good, right? Uh, when right. My well, voice you look wonderful, good. Tony. Oh, well, yeah, of course. That's kind of a given, right? I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, I do have the perfect face for radio. So I rely on the voice heavily. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, to make up for all this. So uh, I'm doing great, though. Other than that, had uh, a bit of the flu last week, but feeling much better. Uh, Sue, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I uh, was in had a great week in Florida last week with family. Oh, and nice. Back back home now to Wisconsin. And we're getting uh Eight to twelve inches of snow, and I'm not happy about that. I think I'm going <laughs> oh, back. I think I'm going back. 
Yeah, yeah, you'll wish you'd never came back from Florida. I know. If I'd have known, I would have right? stayed an extra week. I know I would have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it, that, that's not hard to stay an extra week down there when I the know. weather's so beautiful. Oh, yeah, yeah, 80 degrees. It was wonderful. Yeah, well, this, yeah, this time of year, it's really nice down there and not so nice here. So right. yeah, that's exactly. the problem, right? Uh, you, that's the problem with having a place down there or visiting down there. You, you're just like, wow, do I have to go back to the winter? Right, I <laughs> right. Know. but in the yeah. summer, in the summer, you, you, Wisconsin's looking pretty good. That I is think. true. That's that right. That is true. Yeah, yeah, we do. We do get a nice summer up here, although short, but we get a nice one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Cole, are you staying warm and out of the snow? Oh, trying to, you know, doing the best I can. You know me. I'm not a big snow lover to begin with. Um, yeah, I'm, me I'm, I'm a summer person. I'm a warm weather person myself. I'd rather yeah. I'd rather be at the beach than making a, a snowman. That's for certain. <laughs> Same. But yeah. uh, but that's just me. I know there's lots of winter lovers out there, but uh, it's just not my favorite uh, season. But that's OK. We make it through. Yeah. Well, I think uh, you've picked a home run topic today addressing yeah. the Secure Act. Um, it, it just seems like it wasn't that long ago we were talking about the first Secure Act, although it's been two or three years. Um, right. uh, an update was in order, and this one has a lot of great things in it from what I've heard. Um, you know, it's an important topic for those who have already retired, especially, but even those who are preparing for retirement. So what do you have for us first, Sue? Well, first of all, Tony, the Secure 2.0 Act was a priority for many members of both the House and the Senate, which led to bipartisan support and negotiations. In fact, the sponsors of House Resolution 2954 included 55 Democrats and 44 Republicans, and in the Senate, sponsorship included six Republican and five Democrats. Now, to me, that indicates the Secure 2.0 Act is the kind of meat and potatoes legislation that is free of many of the political squabbles we've become accustomed to. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing how bipartisan it is that it was the bill was sponsored by basically both Democrats and Republicans almost equally as far as sponsoring the bill. And, and uh, that's kind of how it passed. I mean, anything that can turn down the political temperature in D.C., and accomplish <laughs> right. and accomplish good things for people. That's good news to me. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, we don't see that nearly as often anymore as we used to back in back in the old days, as they say, right? But right. Uh, yeah, any any time we can get some cooperation on both sides of the aisle is always a good thing. Now, um, the Secure 2.0 Act really has three main objectives: uh, one, to nudge people to save more for their retirement. Two, improve retirement rules. And number three, reduce the employer expense of setting up retirement plans. So some components of the new legislation went into effect on January 1st of this year, while other provisions will begin in 2024, 2025, and even beyond. And all told, the new legislation includes 92 retirement savings provisions. Wow. Okay. Well... Uh, hopefully we're not going to go through all 92 today. I don't think we're, I don't <laughs> we think don't we're going to make for that. <laughs> I don't think so. But, uh, which ones jumped out at you, Sue? There are Tony. And the first of which is automatic retirement plan enrollment. 
Now, beginning in 2025, Secure Act 2.0 will require employers to automatically enroll eligible workers in new 401k or 403b plans with a participation amount of at least 3% and no greater than 10%. And additionally, the contribution rises at 1% per year up to a minimum of 10% and a max of 15%. Now, employers may incentivize participation with small financial rewards. Employees may also opt out of the plan if they do prefer. Small businesses with 10 or fewer employees, businesses that are less than three years old, church plans, and government plans are exempt from this uh, provision. Now, furthermore, existing 401k plans aren't required to auto-enroll employees, just new ones or just new plans. Sorry. I do like that auto-enroll feature, though, because I wish they'd had it when I was just starting out in my first full-time, couple of full-time jobs. Um, I, I like that and make people opt out, you know, I mean, if they are automatically enrolled, they're not going to miss the money and it gets people saving sooner. Right. 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 Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and, and again, the secure act uh, 2.0 sounds like a good reason to work with financial services professionals like yourselves, because, Hey, even if you feel good about your current strategy, it's probably not a bad idea to see if this legislation might be reason enough to make some adjustments or uh, get some strategies in place, even if they're modest adjustments. Right, right, exactly. And now the Secure 2.0 Act also includes numerous changes to required minimum distributions or RMDs and their rules. Now, previously, retirees were required to begin taking RMDs when they turned 72, which of course was changed uh, not too long ago from 70 and a half. But on January 1st of this year, the Secure 2.0 Act increased RMDs to age 73. And keep in mind that that age then jumps to 75 starting in 2033. Now, more specifically, the RMD age increase applies to those who turn or turned 72 after uh, December 31st of 2022 and before January 1st of 2033. It rises to 75 for folks turning 74 after December 1st of 2032. Interesting. I, I mean, it wasn't that long ago they bumped it from 70 and a half to 72. Right. And I was so happy that they got rid of the half. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just have to make things difficult. But uh, that simplified it and gave people more freedom. Now it's 73. So I view that as a good thing. And, and those are big changes. Um, You know, because a lot of clients that you work with and people you hear from, a lot of our listeners out there may want to delay when they begin taking RMDs. So uh, this seems like something that will make a lot of people happy. That's right. That's right, Tony. And Section 302 of the Secure 2.0 Act shrinks the excise tax. Essentially, the penalty you pay if you um, if you fail to take an RMD, from 50% to 25%. And also, if the failure to take an RMD is corrected in a timely fashion, the tax may be reduced from 25% to 10%. Now, this particular provision went into effect for taxable years after December 31st, 2022. In Section 325 of the legislation entirely cuts the pre-death RMD for the owner of a Roth-designated account 
in an employer 401k or other retirement plan. So currently, RMDs aren't required to begin before the death of the person who owns the Roth IRA, although pre-death distributions are required when the owner of a Roth-designated account is in an employer retirement plan. Now, this particular provision will go into effect for taxable years after December 31st, 2023. Okay, you're hitting us with a lot of good information today. Uh, What should our listeners do if they're feeling overwhelmed by all this? Well, most importantly, they shouldn't panic. Uh, In my opinion, many of the components of the Secure 2.0 Act are good news for retirees and near-retirees. But you should go to Investopedia.com and read the article for yourself. Uh, But more importantly, you should make sure to reach out to a qualified financial services professional to discuss how this legislation may potentially affect you. Yeah, that sounds good. Now, Cole, do you have anything for our listeners before we take a quick break here? Well, Tony, just a reminder that, of course, we're available for a no-cost, no-obligation consultation anytime by calling 715-355-4445 or visiting retirewithbushka.com. All right, we're going to be right back with more of Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole after this. When you think of a puzzle, what would you say is the most important piece? A corner. A side piece? I would argue the most important piece of a puzzle is the picture on the box, and the same can be said for your retirement. Cole Bruner and Sue Bushka from Bushka Retirement Solutions would love to show you your retirement picture. For more information, call 715-355-4445 or visit their website at retirewithbushka.com. And welcome back to Financially Speaking. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and I'm here with Sue Bushka and Cole Bruner. You know, we're talking about what it means for people who are currently retired or getting close to it. So what do you have for us next? Yes, Tony, let's next look at catch-up contribution limits. Section 108 of the legislation indexes $1,000 catch-up contributions for those 50 and older. Yay! Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> right? To the IRS cost of living adjustment. Now, this particular provision goes into effect for taxable years beginning December 31st of this year. Now, additionally, Section 109 of the Secure 2.0 Act also enhances the catch-up limits for 401ks, 403bs, and 457 plan participants between the ages of 60 and 63 to the greater of 10,000 or 150 percent of the standard catch-up amount for that year beginning December 31st, 2024. So for simple plans, the limit jumps from $3,500 to $5,000, also indexed to inflation. Wow. Okay. So those are some significant changes. There are a lot of catch-up contributions that you can make, and they've increased those. And that's good news for people who want to get more in there and have to play a little catch-up before they retire. Um, And I know you said earlier in the show, the SECURE Act is a good reason to sit down with your financial advisor to see if the legislation includes things that uh, you you need to include and make a part of your financial strategy. Uh, And that's really big, isn't it, Cole? Oh, gosh, absolutely. You know, you never really realize how some of these things might impact you until you sit down with a financial professional and they help you to uncover some of those hidden hidden responsibilities that you might have. Right. Now, uh, Section 117 of the legislation increases the annual deferral limit 
and the catch-up contribution at age 50 for simple IRAs uh, or 401k plans by 10% for employers with 25 or fewer employees. And those employers with 26 to 100 employees are permitted to offer higher deferral limits if the employer offers a 4% matching contribution or a 3% employer contribution. Now, Section 603 requires that catch-up contributions by employees who make more than $145,000 annually indexed to inflation must be made with after-tax or Roth dollars. Now, this provision begins on December 31st of this year. Wow. Okay. That's another big one. And uh, again, I think there's a lot here. One of the stories I read about this Secure 2.0 Act is that it also includes additional access to retirement funds. Uh, What can you tell us about that, Sue? Well, Tony, the legislation increases access to retirement savings in numerous ways. For example, Section 115 allows participants to access as much as $1,000 annually from retirement savings for emergency expenses. Now, that's whether it's personal or family expenses without getting hit with the 10% early withdrawal penalties. Now, this provision goes into effect on January 2nd, 2024. Now, meanwhile, Section 127 permits employees to set up a Roth emergency savings account worth as much as $2,500 per participant beginning January 2nd, 2024. Also on that date, survivors of domestic abuse may withdraw the lesser of $10,000 or 50% of their retirement account without penalty uh, via Section uh, 3. 314. Finally, Section 331 permits victims of qualified federally declared natural disasters to withdraw as much as $22,000 from their retirement account without facing penalties. Now, in this case, the withdrawal would be treated as gross income over three years without penalty. Now, this provision went into effect when the Secure 2.0 Act was passed. Wow, there's a lot there to unpack, but I think you might have buried the lead there, Sue. I like the one that says um, beginning in 2024 in January, you can actually set up a Roth emergency savings account uh, that's $2,500 of tax-free money that can come out tax-free and that can grow grow tax-free and that can come out Uh, without penalty and for you to just use. That's like an emergency fund in your savings account. So uh, that's going to be a great tool once that starts. I wish they would have made all of this effective immediately, but. Right. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. That's going to be a really good thing for a lot of people out there. Now, um, Here's still another important part of the Secure 2.0 Act that I think we should mention. Um, Section 202 increases the amount uh, that people may move to a qualified longevity annuity contract, also known as a QLAC, uh, from $125,000 to $200,000. Now, additionally, it also adjusts the $200,000 yearly limit for inflation and scraps the rule capping QLAC premiums at 25% of a a person's total plan assets. Now, certain provisions of Section 202 apply to QLACs uh, that were bought or received after July 2nd, 2014, while others are effective as of the Secure 2.0 Act being signed into law. 
Well, and as you've explained throughout the show, certain parts of this uh, new Secure 2.0 Act go into effect at different dates. Sue, could you recap the dates for us? Sure. Again, until the legislation was passed, folks had to begin taking RMDs at age 72. But Section 107 of the Secure 2.0 Act bumped the required minimum distribution age to 73 at the start of this year. Now, that age does jump to 75 on January 1st, uh, 2033. Wow, okay. Um, Does the legislation have any potential impact on Social Security? That's a great idea. Some parts of the legislation went into effect as soon as it was signed into law, while others begin this year, 2024, even later. So, for example, the automatic retirement plan enrollment piece of the legislation doesn't begin until 2025, while the jump in age for RMDs from 72 to 73 began on January 1st of this year. Wow, okay. So some starts right away, some it's going to take a while. Uh, How does the legislation impact when a person has to begin taking RMDs, Cole? Well, again, until the legislation was passed, folks had to begin taking RMDs at age 72. But Section 107 of the Secure Act, uh, Secure 2.0 Act, I should say, uh, bumped the RMD age to 73 at the start of this year. Now, that age does again jump to 75 on January 1st of 2033. Yeah. Uh, Does the legislation have any potential impact on Social Security? Well, actually, Tony, very little, at least according to the article. Specifically, the Secure 2.0 Act doesn't address uh, the Social Security Trust Fund, which some experts expect to run out of money in little more than a decade. It's been a good conversation talking about Secure 2.0 Act. Um, What do you have for us in our final segment, Sue? Well, during our conversation about the Secure 2.0 Act, we noted the legislation doesn't do much, if anything, to address the potential future shortfall in the Social Security Trust Fund. Now, with the rest of today's show, we'd like to address that important subject a little bit more. Now, there was another Investopedia article entitled Social Security Trust Funds, and it includes some potentially important details that we'd like to share. Now, you can find the article at investopedia.com. Now, first, when we talk about the Social Security Trust Funds, we're really talking about the two accounts the federal government uses to manage surplus contributions to Social Security. Now, the trust funds keep payroll tax contributions made by both employers and workers. Now, the government then makes scheduled benefit payments to retirees and those with disabilities while investing surplus funds in a special category of interest-bearing federal debt obligations, which then provides the trust funds with additional income. Wow. Okay. That's, that's a good rundown. And I think a lot of people uh, love to hear how that works. Um, but Cole, can you dig into it a little further? How do these funds work? Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, the two Social Security trust funds are the Old Age and Survivors Insurance Trust Fund, sometimes simply referred to as OASI, and then the Disability Insurance Trust Fund, also referred to as DI. Now, OASI pays retirement and survivor benefits, while DI manages disability claims, obviously. 
The trust fund holds funds from payroll taxes, with the employer and employee each contributing 6.2% of the employee's earnings. Now, self-employed folks pay 12.8% of their earnings, and these rates were last increased in 1990. And at the end of the first quarter of 2022, the money in these trust funds tallied $2.83 trillion. But again, it's estimated the combined trust funds will run dry in about 2035. Yeah. Yeah. I know that they've had a, a deadline year uh, in in the past as well. I remember in the early right. 80s, there was also talk of, oh, the trust funds are going to run dry in like 1994, 1998. But they make little changes along the way to shore it up. Uh, you know, two point eight three trillion strikes me as a lot of money. I mean, right. that's real. Right. That's real money to you and I, Cole. Uh, oh, of course. <laughs> and but, me. Um, so, why are those funds in danger of eventually running out? Well, Social Security's trust fund entered into an annual deficit in twenty twenty one because their costs became greater than income. Now, unfortunately, that deficit is anticipated to continue growing in the coming years as more baby boomers leave the workforce and retire, thus leaving fewer payroll tax um, contributors to support each recipient. Now, interesting, though, as of 2022, the DI fund alone was projected to have adequate funding for another 75 years because of a recent drop in the number of disability claims. However, the OASI fund that pays retirees and survivors will run out of money in about 2034, and the two combined funds will hit the red in 2035. Now, at that point, the fund's income will cover only about 80% of expected benefits. Congress has increased payroll taxes often in the past to help maintain Social Security's solvency. Now, accordingly, the predicted shortfalls could be rectified by another increase, reducing benefits, borrowing money to maintain benefits without increasing receipts or various combinations of these possibilities. So, if you're interested... The Office of Chief Actuary of the Social Security Administration publishes estimates of the potential financial effect of numerous proposals for strengthening Social Security programs. Wow. Well, you know, obviously people are concerned about that. Um, but even though they say, oh, the well's going to run dry, um, even in 2034-35, at that point, like you said, uh, we can still cover 80% of the expected benefits. And I, I assume right. they're just going to make adjustments like raising the full retirement age, things like that, to make up that 20%. And so, uh, Sue, you hit on a few things there. Obviously, Social Security is critical for a lot of Americans. Um, you know, the fact that older Americans tend to vote in large numbers, I think Congress will definitely do what it takes to uh, keep Social Security solvent. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, that, exactly. that's, that's my opinion. You know, we're almost out of time, though. Cole, what do you have for us before we go? Just one final reminder for our listeners that, of course, they can schedule a complimentary, no obligation consultation with one of our advisors anytime by calling 715-355-4445. Or you can schedule that consultation on our website, which is retirewithbushka.com. Again, that's retirewithbushka.com. All right, and that does it for today's episode. 
of Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole. Thank you for listening to Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Sue and Cole at Bushka Retirement Solutions and Bushka Wealth Management. Call 715-355-4445 or visit them online at retirewithbushka.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Bushka Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Wisconsin. Insurance products and services are offered through Bushka Retirement Solutions, Inc. Bushka Wealth Management, LLC and Bushka Retirement Solutions, Inc. are affiliated companies. Sue Bushka, Cole Bruner, Bushka Retirement Solutions, LLC and Bushka Wealth Management, LLC are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.